Hello, 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 and welcome to the video podcast series, Lifestyle by Design. I'm your host, Margaret Wilshire. I am a mom, a coach, a children's book author, and a lifestyle by design strategist. And tonight, my the show tonight is about women pretty much women, including men. But we are talking with a very special guest, Natisha Willis, and she will be, Natisha is a holistic business coach, social entrepreneur, and a massage therapist. So you can do all of that and get a good massage from her too. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. And Natisha pretty much focuses on women. She's not pigeonholed to helping women, but she works, she focus, her, a little bit of her focus is on women. So Natisha, welcome. Hey, thank you. How are you? I'm doing awesome and amazing, of course. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well here in New York, overcoming a cold. I had to cancel everything last week. Cancel. I had two podcasts scheduled for last week and I interviews and I had to cancel them. But I am back. I sound a little scratchy, but you know, we'll get through it. I'm excited to be back. That's awesome. You need some ginger for that. Okay. <laughs> and a good massage might work too. Mm, but <laughs> it might but you're all, I'm in New York and you're all the way in Maryland. Yes. So how are you? How are you? I'm really excited to have you here tonight. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Things are good. Just coming off a uh, pretty good week. I um, had a speaking engagement in Atlanta uh, last week and then I hosted a brand boot camp here in Maryland. Um, Oh my gosh, what else? Oh, I got contacted for um, for leadership positions on two international organizations. So I'll be um, talking a little bit about that. Thank you. Um, what else? Oh, I got the book cover back from my uh, one of the books that I'm releasing called Coach Your Damn Self. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's been a good week. <laughs> Lots oh, of stuff. congratulations. You Thank are a, you. you are a firecracker. You are on a roll. I am keeping up with you on social media, and I'm really excited to see and learn about the things that you are doing. So tonight we're going to talk about empowerment. We're going to talk about some mindset, and we're going to talk about purpose and passion, purpose and profit for women, which yes. is something you specialize in. Yes. So, Tell me, I want to first learn about your road to entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, hmm, my road to entrepreneurship. So I'm from a family of entrepreneurs, to be honest. Um, I was told that my grandmother used to sell dinners and she was really good in, um, she was really well connected with the local politicians. My grandmother was from Memphis. Um, I never met her. She actually passed away the year I was born. I also heard she carried a pistol in her bra. So. <laughs> she was no joke. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, my mother, I grew up, my mom was in sales. So I always remember my mom um, selling stuff, like going door to door, selling stuff to the women in the shops and all the shopping malls. So she would go in the stores and sell them stuff for themselves um, or for their children. So I remember my mom beating the streets. Um, my dad, uh, you know, also did his entrepreneurial thing. He made, and he still to this day makes bootleg CDs and DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a movie buff. So he makes it a point to know all the movies. And uh, he has one of those burners, you know, that it's like five or six. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he makes CDs and DVDs. Um, he used to, I mean, he had a job, he kept the job, but he was always selling CDs and DVDs and washing cars. So I guess you can say, you know, my family, what they were hustlers. So when I, um, went to college, I knew that I wanted to do, I knew that I love numbers. And I knew that I wanted to do something with numbers. So I majored in accounting, you know, first generation college student. It makes sense. I like to count accounting pretty logical. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I did that. Um, and 
my first job out of college, I'm from Chicago. My first job out of college, I lived in Boise, Idaho. Um, wow. And then I moved to Pennsylvania. And then um, I moved back to Chicago where I started uh, my journey into, I guess, my version of coaching. I was an academic advisor for an um, online university. And so my job was to really talk to students. Um, I had adult students between three and 400 um, all over the world and really talk to them about their goals and what they were doing with their lives. Okay. And so everywhere that I've lived, I've always been um, kind of in the know. I made it a point to kind of know who the small businesses are, no matter where I live. Um, and so I always, you know, was connecting businesses to people, bringing them clients, you know, taking my friends, pubbing the businesses. Um, and so it wasn't until 2010 um, that I, you know, really got serious. I was also always volunteering. I was always volunteering in the community. Um, so it wasn't until 2010 that I figured out a way to bring you know, <coughs> this ability to bring people and to bring <coughs> crowds Yes, please get you some water. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> but it wasn't until 2010 that I really came, I feel like, into my own. Um, I was at a community organization, and it just so happened the night before I'd made um, some deodorant, like handmade deodorant, and I had all these ingredients. And I went to a community meeting, and there was a comment that we need some natural body products. And so, you know, me, my father, I didn't mention that I was raised in the flea markets. So that was my father's favorite pastime. Every Saturday, we were in the flea market. So when I heard about, you know, okay, this group that I'm a part of, the study class, okay, you know, they have a marketplace once a month and everybody sells something. So my first thought was, okay, shea butter is the major ingredient. Let me start making, um, I'll sell the deodorant, but where do you all get your shea butter from? Oh, you all are used to paying $10, $15 for a four ounce. Chicago, we pay $5 for a 16 ounce. So let me buy, let me find some shea butter. So that's what I did. One of the local um, stores I bought, I think the first time it was like 40 pounds of shea butter. And so I made all of these products and I came up with a, a freebie, a sign to get people over to my table and it said free hand massage. And so then I made, um, I, was I remember straining the shea butter in tea bags to get like all the dirt and stuff. It was like the craziest process ever. Um, so I strained the shea butter. I whipped it. I bought, I found a wholesaler. So I was <laughs> like mixing it with uh, olive oil and grapeseed oil. And I only wanted to use like holistic natural stuff. So I used essential oils. Um, and then at the time I started, you know, taking a class, I think in aromatherapy. So as I'm at, you know, I'm doing these marketplaces and I'm selling like, I've got a product line. I don't even know how, <laughs> you know, I've got the whipped shea butter. I've got, uh, I started mixing shea butter with like salt and I had like this thing, this salt scrub, I think it was called like a polish scrub and polish. I don't know, but I love marketing, right? So <laughs> it definitely came out when I had this whole product line and a freebie to get people over to the table. And this guy said, he said, why? Do you massage the hands rather than the feet? Now, I had enough wherewithal that I had a card. It was a reflexology card, and it spoke about the energy centers that were in the, both the palms and the feet. But I didn't know what it was he was asking me. So I said, I'm, I don't know, probably because your hands are easier. And so he tried to go in, and I'm like, oh, I got a card about that. So long story um, longer. <laughs> um, that's when I decided, you know, I kind of like this massage thing. Um, and I recalled that I actually, my first massage was like the year before. And at the time I was in graduate school doing my master's in nonprofit management and fundraising. And I, I remember saying, oh my God, like this hot stone massage is the best thing in the world. I'm gonna learn how to do this. And so, you know, instead I went for a PhD, dropped out. I didn't, I forgot that part. But after dropping out is when I went to, you know, got into making the shea butter, went to massage school, loved it. I mean, just absolutely loved it. Um, and illegally, while I was in massage school, I started a mobile massage business. And <laughs> by the way, um, but I'm such a networker and I, you know, I have the personality. I just know people. Um, 
And so what ended up happening was I reached out to a photographer. Um, I went on one of those websites, made me up a logo. Someone had, before had told me, oh, I had a T-shirt. I went to a networking event and it said, mind your business. And she, I told her what I did. And she was like, oh, that's a great company name. You should change that to mind your body. I was like, yes, I should. So <laughs> started Mind Your Body Mobile Massage Company. Reached out to a local photographer, bartered with her for a photo shoot. Just so happened her sister was dating one of the Baltimore Ravens. So I got a massage. I got a photo shoot of me massaging one of the Ravens. Like Good this was you. my professional. Oh my gosh. This was so I call. I, what was that? Vista print reached out to them, got me some of those magnets. Remember, I don't know if people still do this, but I got put the picture on the magnets, put my phone number on there and put them on my car. <laughs> Mind you, I'm still in massage school, right? <laughs> Yeah. So the director called me in one day and said, you know, you can't do massage. I went to your website. Oh, I'm not doing massage. I'm, um, I'm hiring massage therapists. What they say, keep the lie alive. If you can't, if you didn't caught me, you can't prove it. That's <laughs> but, and I knew she couldn't catch me because I was only working with community people. So at the time I, I had, I, I remember somebody inviting me to a winery. I was doing massage at like barbecues, parties. Um, I was at a spa. I mean, I was all over the place doing massage. To this day, people still call me to do <laughs> massage. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing massage anymore. <laughs> but I can refer you to somebody. I have an excellent massage therapist. So, but yeah, massage was like my first entree entree. If we're not counting that time, I sold candy when I was like eight or nine. <laughs> So, oh, wow, that was amazing. I'm that sure you weren't expecting totally all of that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though. I mean, you know, your well, your parents knew not to keep all their their eggs in one basket, right? Yeah. So they understood the importance of different streams of income. Absolutely. And you picked up on that, which was really cool. And, you know, I don't know, you might want to call it interning or something like that. You were interning and getting experience in working for tips. Hey. Girl, even that's illegal. With massage, you really? Tech, yes. Tech, no internship credits? No, ma'am. You're not supposed to receive payment as long as you are in school. Now, if I, like, I don't know if you saw my, my speaking engagement. I think you said you saw it, but my mama was a free woman and she raised me free too. You're not going to tell me what to do with my own damn hands. Come on, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> I realized that I, I actually was helping my classmates with their marketing plans and helping them to try to figure out, okay, look, you can start a business. This is where the clients are. Because I was... When I say I was all over the city of Baltimore, I had a table and I had a chair. It was legit. Whatever it is you need, I got you. So if you need me at a barbecue, if I'm coming to the restaurant after the restaurant closed, I'm massaging restaurant owners. I'm going to beauty shops and salons. I'm taking my chair. I'm massaging all the all the who are the, the all the um, stylists because you know their arms get all tight. I'm getting you, and I got anybody who in the salon who want a massage after seeing me do my thing. I had the aromatherapy going. Yeah, we were good. We were in business. You know, that's awesome. That, I mean, that speaks to your work ethic also. And it, it, it you know, it, it also says whatever you want, you can get oh, it. You absolutely. know, I recently posted a quote on Facebook. Um, cause I, I had a discussion with my daughter about something I did when I was younger. And, um, I said to her, I said, you know, it's funny. Nobody ever told me that I couldn't do it. So mm -hmm. I did it, you yeah. know, and that's, that's one of those things like, you know, who said you couldn't get clients, you my, know, look, the director of my massage school. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, like you yeah. went out there and here you were helping other students trying to, you Help know, them build their business, but, business, they, didn't want, but they didn't want business. They wanted massage jobs, which I was just like, I have a master's degree already. This, the, like the only reason I'm in massage school is because I need something that I can get cash from people. Like I need a cash, you know, a cash based business. And so this is like easy money, y'all. But you know, that's when I real. That's when it hit me. I prefer. I like the come up. Let's come up with an idea. Let's base whatever it is that you want. 
um, in terms of your client base, in terms of how you want to build your business, I promise you, we can come up with a plan. We can come up with a strategy how to make it happen. And I guarantee you, I know exactly where the people are. Like, that's when I realized, oh, that's the piece that I like. I like the, yes, let's get it. Massage was great. I mean, people loved my massages because, of course, like I said, I studied all this other stuff, right? Massage and aromatherapy and I'm a level two Reiki practitioner. And so crystals, like, so I incorporated all of that, singing bowls, all of that into the massage okay. experience. But, you know, once the massage is over, your life is still toe up. You still need a business of some sort. And I, you know, I have a, a background in business and fundraising and marketing, like fundraising is marketing. And when you, if you ask yeah. me, so I'm like, that's the stuff that lights me up. That's when I get excited. Massage is cool, but. I'm quiet. You quiet. We got, you know, the crickets in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about this marketing plan. Like how we go, you know, make some real money. So, okay. Yeah. So you were on this journey and you pretty much kind of like figured out the piece that you're passionate about. Absolutely. So that was let me see, that was 2012 when I finished massage school. I then went to go live on an urban homestead in Indiana um, from 2012 to 2013. I backpacked for a year, 2013, um, and then 2014. Where did you go backpacking? Belize, Mexico, and then I came back to the states after two months. And I said I'm committed. I said I'm going to do it for a year. So I did. I lived out of my backpack and just rode a mega bus everywhere wherever the wind blow every time it rained wow I, I went you know i flew myself somewhere different and so in that within that experience um i and i i don't i should probably say this i don't know but it was a major part of my experience i ate some weed when i was in belize and lost my damn mind <laughs> no legit like i forgot who the hell i was and um when as I came back, I was able to I remember remembering all of my memories like I forgot. I remember looking into my bag for my passport to remember my name and going flipping the pages to figure out where the hell I was. And finally, it was like Belize. What the hell am I doing in Belize? And I remember over a period of maybe 24 to 36 hours, I remembered all of my memories that I have a bachelor's degree in this and a master's degree in this. And I went to school in this. And, th and as all of those puzzle pieces came together, it dawned on me that the reason I studied business and I love small business and I love networking and I love nonprofits and then I love holistic, even though I'm not trying to tell you about your herbal anything. I don't, I don't want to do that with you. But the reason I did that was so that those who are interested in that, who are helping to heal their communities, I can help them to create the marketing, to get their business structure together, to create their packages. Like that's why I went through everything I went through so that I could have all of those experiences. So I started my coaching wow. practice in 14. Yeah. 2014. So what was your, so I'm, I'm stuck on that part in Belize, the experience you had there. Um, that was a very interesting experience. Very, you know, telling me. You know, but out of the loss of your memory and then piecing well, the- I came back. Yeah, I came back piece by piece. came back with like, a message. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're familiar, like I said, I study, you know, herbalism and I've always been around herbalists. So I don't know if you're familiar with ayahuasca or any of the other um, hallucinogen plants, but the other plant medicine that basically helps you to do this. It's, uh, I mean, the irony is when I got to Belize, I found out that someone that I'd known from Washington, D.C. had drove to Belize and she's an herbalist. And so she was there studying a specific plant that, you know, um, historically there are certain plants and every culture has a plant like this right but there's a, um, a plant that really uh, helps you to bring everything together that helps you to understand you know the meaning of your life wow. um, and of course most of these plants are illegal in the United States but in other um, I think uh, the only one I can remember is ayahuasca I know that like I said every culture has one I know there's one in Peru um, 
But yeah, you have to be, you know, prepared. From that experience, I also learned that, you know, plants are to be respected. You know, there's energy inside of plants and I was not being respectful. Like I literally picked a piece up, put it in my mouth, chewed it and you know, that was my the experience that I had. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So along this path now, you know, you primarily work with women. Mm-hmm. Primarily, yes. So why women? Besides the fact that you're a woman. Well, you know, the funny part is um, I primarily connect with women. You know, I work well with women. I have, it's not that I don't work with men, but there are very few men that I can work with um, where we're not uh, fighting for position. And so um, there are two men in particular who I actually look to as mentors, um, interestingly enough, um, who are powerful in their own regard. And so they don't feel the need to um, demean or talk down to me or somehow take power away from me because they, they realize and recognize that we can both be powerful beings in the same space. One of us does not have to do that other thing. And so um, that's typically my experience. You know, it's, I don't think that it's, that I, I guess, yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Um, I'm open to working with men who are um, standing in their own power and who are comfortable working with a woman who's also standing in her own power. Like when it comes to this, you know, getting you clients, understanding strategy, creating a plan, packaging your products. Like I said, my brain works really quickly. So numbers and structure. The irony is that puzzle analogy. I grew up with my mom and we always did puzzles. Like I didn't grow up watching TV. I grew up doing puzzles. And so, you know, playing chess, all of these strategic things where you put the pieces together and you need to think three to five moves ahead, like all of that stuff, that's like who I am. And so, you know, it's really just a natural flow. Um, A lot, yeah, I think that's what it boils down to. It's just a natural flow. A couple weeks ago, I interviewed um, Rachel Luna, who is a- a con- she's a confident coach and she works with women um, primarily. Mm-hmm. And she said the same exact thing you said. And I thought that was interesting. You know, she said sometimes, you know, she said something pretty funny, you know, like, like, I don't want to whip it out and they want to whip it out. Yours is bigger, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes, I think it takes men um, in order for me to work with that, a particular type of man, it takes you to have had, Um, a particular set of life experiences. You know, the mentor, the two men that I can, three men that I can think of who I work really well with are extremely spiritually inclined. Um, They study metaphysics. They understand law of attraction. They understand um, energy. And they also understand that, you know, this is my lane. So we don't have to battle because trust, when it's your lane, I'm not in it at all. You know, we're we're partners in moving this thing forward. Um, and if I know how, if I know how to make the spaghetti, then I'm making the spaghetti. If you the, if you the mac and cheese dude, then you the mac and cheese. But we don't need to fight over, you know, what go in the spaghetti because I got this, or what goes in the mac and cheese because you got that. Right. So no power struggles. Yeah. No. It's really funny because she she literally said the same thing you did. She would only work with a guy that was just really confident in who he who he is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so tell me now, what has been the most challenging experience for you so far in this journey, entrepreneurship? Firing people. Mm. Yeah. Um, coming to the, accepting the realization that everybody ain't supposed to go with you. And, you know, it's funny because I grew up, my mother, we moved a lot. So I didn't stay in the same place. Um, I don't remember going to the same schools longer than one, max two years, like absolutely max. And that didn't happen that frequently. So we were always moving. So I was always making new friends, which I think is why I'm able to form connections with people and get people to trust me really quickly. Um, because that's just what I grew up doing. 
And so, excuse me, on a personal level, I have no problem letting people go, right? Um, okay. Or at least I didn't in the past. At this part of my life, um, because that's how I grew up after 34 years, you know, I'm at a place, you know, in Myers-Briggs, we call it type development. So in the second phase of your life, you know, you begin wanting to try out some new things. So if I had started a business 10 years ago, you know, oh, you cut, it's not a problem. But now because I'm wanting to develop people and I'm wanting to grow um, people and help people grow their own skills, um, recognizing that, okay, I can't grow you as you work on my business. I can't coach you and pay you. So acknowledging that and really just having the wherewithal and the courage to have that conversation and offer them another position, you know, on the team. Um, I, I recently had to do that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, really just, and maybe it's not firing, but allowing people the space um, to reposition themselves. You know, everyone doesn't have to be on the, you know, when you think of a bullseye and you've got, you know, the bullseye and then you've got that uh, inner circle right here and then it goes out a little bit. Everyone doesn't have to be right here. I recognize you called me a firecracker earlier. That's true. Like I really am hot to the touch and everybody can't stand this close. Some people need to be just a little bit ways away and get, you know, the crumbs that are left out or, you know, the, the feedback from the sun. Everybody's not supposed to stand right next to it. And everybody can't handle it. Everyone's not ready. So yeah. kind of acknowledging that. That's a great um, observation, you know, and it's true. It's knowing where everyone fits in and, mm -hmm. you know, not, not letting people go, being at that stage where you don't have to just cut them, but you understand where they're at and yeah. you can help them from, you know, that perspective. Yeah. What has been one of the most rewarding experiences for you so far? The most rewarding experience I would have to say is knowing that something that came from the spirit realm through me um, and actually helped someone like one of my mastermind clients. Uh, so I wake up in the middle of the night a lot with ideas and worksheets. Like I've created, you know, things half sleep that are just out of this world. And one of those things was my ideal client workbook that all of my mastermind clients complete. And this is a woman who I like deeply respect. She's a master herbalist. Um, she's been running her company. I was certified as an herbalist through her. Um, and she enrolled in my mastermind program, mastermind and mentorship program. And she told me she's now, you know, expanded her brand. Um, to include, she calls one of her uh, brand names and products is the Suburban Herbalista. And she said that came directly through this um, ideal client workbook that I created. And I'm just like, are you serious? You know, that someone, something that I, that I created that didn't exist before, you know, really and truly helped someone. That's just like mind blowing for me. So now I'm like, okay, yes, everybody needs to get this. Let's go. Yeah. That's powerful. It's powerful when like, you know, you do the work, right? Like yeah. you do it and you, you get Natisha out of the way, you get Margaret out of the way, you know, you, you just stand aside, you take that ego or whatever, and you allow whatever needs to be born, yeah. you know, to birth it and let it into the world. And sometimes it's like this surreal thing, you know, like mm -hmm. when people get a hold of it, it and they, they use it or they interpret it in yeah. whatever way they need to, you know, it, it's like, it's very interesting. It's almost not real, you yeah. know? Um, I mean, it's interesting, but that's what you got to do. I think that is part of our journey in life is to just do the work, let it be, you know, we birth it and just get out of the way, mm -hmm. you know, and let it help people. Cause that's, that's what it's there for. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> What have you learned so far about you along the way with all the people you've helped? You know, you talked, you just talked a little bit about um, people, you know, your connection, how it's changed. You're not so, it's not so easy to kind of just release them because you want to help people grow and develop. But what, 
more specifically have you all, what else have you learned about you along the way, this entrepreneurial journey and in helping people? Well, all of these people, everyone who I work with are reflections of me. Like legitimately, that's why it's hard for me to let people go because I see myself in them. I mean, it is such, it's like I've got 10 different mirrors like in front of me. And every time I look at them or I talk to them, um, I'm like, ooh, that was good. Let me write that down. I need that. Because I feel like the things that I'm saying, most of the time, I don't even know what I'm going to say until it comes out of my mouth. That's why I've begun recording all my calls because I think out loud, right? And so I don't even know what's coming out until it comes out. And it's like, oh, snap, like that's good. But, you know, this idea that we really are reflections of one another, you know, this idea that, and I think that's where that ideal client workbook came from was the realization that your ideal client is not out there. Your Mm -hmm. ideal client is you back there. So let's look at ourselves from where we came from and when we were struggling and where we, you know, what we wish existed. I've got a sign. I don't know if you can see it, but it says create what you wish existed. I mean, that's real. Most of the time we go into business because we we had a need or a desire for ourselves. Right. And we noticed that it was missing or that it wasn't there. And so we create something for the us that's approaching that point so we can save somebody some heartache, some time, some money. Okay. So that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned about myself is, oh, you know, the things that I value, you know, this master herbalist, that's the shit at coming up with, you know, herbal remedies and, oh, that's me. This woman who I know for a fact, okay, yo, like you, there's greatness inside of you. Like you can do this. You just need to get out your own way. Oh, that's me. So yeah, like this is, I'm being able, I'm, I have begun to see myself in every person that I work with. And so, you know, it's, it's also some acknowledgement that there's a small piece of me that exists in everyone. So there's still, you know, some things that I need to personally get over, you know, in terms of getting out of my own way and um, trusting my intuition, right? So when I see that in other people, especially when I recognize that it pisses me off or it annoys me or there's some, I, I have to acknowledge that there's a piece of that in me that I'm not addressing. And this person um, is really shining a light on it. And that's part of the reason it's pissing me off. So then I have to go and look inside my own life and say, oh, okay, where am I doing that? Where can I resolve this issue? Not just with her, but within me. So, and then I recognize, I realize that once I'm able to resolve it within myself, I'm able to have a lot more compassion on the other person. I'm able to have a a calm, cool, honest conversation a conversation because I've resolved my own issues. If I try to talk about it before I've resolved my own issues, no, we, I can't even, cause I don't, I refuse to allow, I feel like when somebody pissed me off that they're controlling me. And so I'm not going to have a yelling, screaming match with you until I can control myself. But until I can control my, I can't even speak. Like I, mm-mm. I can't even allow the words to form because I know some bullshit gonna come out my mouth. <laughs> so I'm a, let me get my thoughts, words, emotions together and then we could talk about it. <laughs> okay. That's a very, very powerful observation. You know. <laughs> and and very good self control there. Let me tell you, practice makes continued practice. That's <laughs> I'm always practicing. Uh, but don't, you know, don't get it twisted. I'm always, re- I'm also rehearsing a pop-off in my head. Like, yo, if she say this, I promise you I'm about to say this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get you some water, girl. <laughs> and please make it, put it on your calendar, get you some ginger. Ginger. I actually have some ginger that I bought over the weekend. I just oh. haven't done anything with the ginger. Should I make some ginger tea? If my yeah. mom were alive, she'd tell me, take the ginger and the garlic and make some tea. Yes. 
all of that. You can put some cinnamon. If you got some raw local honey, that'll go too. Put I all do, that in. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay. Put all that in the pot. I will do that tonight because I awesome. have those things. Yeah. So tell me now. Tell what, me now. Or share with me what you've learned about others in this process. That we all just doing the best we can. Everybody. Do you do you honestly think that we are all just doing the best we can? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. When you think about where people have come from, what they've had to overcome, how their parents raised them, what they dealt with growing up, um, we are all operating, you know, within our own limitations until, of course, we we meet a run the, across the path of a freedom friend, you know, a friend who's <laughs> going to help you achieve freedom. Right. And we're ready for that conversation. We're ready to go to that next level. Until we, you know, our back is completely against the wall where I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not living this way no more. I'm not doing this no more. And then somebody run across your path and it's like, yo, you about to help me. I'm about to grab hold of your coattail. You taking me with you. But until we hit that back, hit, hit the wall. Yeah, we're doing the best we can within our resources. We just all just trying to make it, make it through the day. You know, I, I, I chuckled before when you were talking and I said, do you honestly think that we're all doing the best we can? Because I remember having a conversation with one freedom friend who kind of yanked me up and was like, look, you need to get out of your own way. <laughs> and, you know, I confess that at that time in the discussion we had, I was not doing the best. In fact, I was like hiding inside my comfort zone, you know. And, and then what um, happened? And then I, I saw the light and I stepped into it. <laughs> I'm telling you, all it, we literally, until so when the best, don't get me wrong, the best doesn't mean optimal performance, right? You know, every sports player needs a cheerleader. Everybody needs a cheerleader. Everybody needs, you know, when you're running a marathon and because I did a marathon, right? And if you've ever seen a marathon on TV, you see those people who are at the finish line or the people who are on the sideline saying, yes, just three more miles. You got this. You can do this. Stand there with the water. Everybody needs one of those people. Because you, you really are. You're doing what you can do just to put one foot in front of the damn other. And every now and again, it's going to take. It may be a coach. It may just be a passing word. It may be a commercial. It could be anything. It could be a bird flying in the, in the trees. But every now and again, you, we all need that um, push or reminder or inspiration just to light that little bit of fire to give us just a little breath of fresh air to remind us there's more on the other side. You can do just a little bit more. So. And we always can, you know, it's, it's very interesting when I coach some of my clients and it's that area of, um, that I'd like to call it that gray area, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't really see the depths of it and it's that untapped potential, Yeah, you know, and, and when you go in, you find that you can do a little more yep. and the more you push a little, you know, you're not hitting the, the ceiling. So you don't know, but it's like the more you go in, the more you get out. Mm -hmm. And it's always good, even if it's just, you know, little by little every day. Yeah. It's something that you do do because there, there's, you know, I'd like to think that there's almost no depths to it. It's, yeah. it's as far as your imagination will allow you to go, no matter what it is, yep. you know. And our imaginations are sometimes limited. I realized early on, excuse me, <coughs> that I do have a vivid, vivid imagination. Like I really, and I think that that's because I grew up not watching a whole lot of TV. So I read a lot. So I created all kinds of scenes and everything in my head. Thank you, Omar Tyree, Elian Harris, all of them. Cause that's what I, uh, what's that girl? Uh, Terry McMillan. This is what I grew up reading eight, nine, 10 years old. Now these are grown folk books. I am not, <laughs> no eight, nine, 10 years old, 10 year old need to be reading these. But that's what I grew up reading. So I always grew up imagining 
what my life would be like, what, you know, what things would look like, what my apartment would look like, how, you know, I was going to an HBCU and all kinds of stuff. Um, and sometimes everybody <coughs> didn't grow up that Excuse way. Me. Everybody yeah. didn't grow up imagining and dreaming. And so I have these bracelets that says dream bigger friend on them, you know, as a reminder, everybody didn't grow up that way. And so, but I feel like because I did, I have a responsibility to be that freedom friend, that person to help um, light a little bit of fire, to blow a little fresher air, you know, across your face and to remind you, yo, you can do this. You can do just a little bit more. Keep pushing. You got this. Let's go. That's awesome. Thank you. So Freedom Friends, it's a mastermind group that you started, correct? It is a brand. And a mastermind group is one of the things that we're doing. We got a couple of things rolling out as it relates to Freedom Friends. Um, but Freedom Friends, you know, came about as I was going through my life coach certification. I realized that one of the things that was vitally important to me that I will give up. Um, we did a values exercise. And one of the things that I chose, no matter what, um, what other value I put up against it, I consistently chose freedom. You know, whether it was family, whether it was um, honesty or outspoken, I don't care what else you put up against freedom. I'm always going to choose my freedom. And, you know, it took some inner work for me to realize, oh, absolutely. Freedom, fun and friendships. These are the things that I have to have in my life, period. I don't care what else is going on. I need to be able to feel free and unrestricted. I need to be able to do whatever the hell I want to do. I need to have a good time and I need to have people with me. So, I mean, those are the values that dictate my life. And so, you know, as I went through my own life story and my own life path and did my own research, um, you know, just into myself, I realized, you know, Freedom Friends and the Freedom Friends Network and the Freedom Friends Clubhouse, like these are all things that really just allow me to share who I am and what I've learned with other people, to bring other people together and to meet um, people who you would have never met otherwise. You know, I tell somebody all the time, Facebook is one of my favorite places on earth to be because no matter what I was doing in my life for the past 11 years since I joined Facebook, from 2005 on, anytime that I've moved, and I've moved a lot, but anytime that I've not just physically moved, but made a, a transition mentally or emotionally, or I wanted to study a certain religion or study a, a certain spiritual practice, I would put the words in the Facebook bar, in the Facebook search bar, in order for me to find people who were doing it, who could give me some insight that was not, you know, um, subjective or biased. You know, I can't talk to my Christian folk about uh, Buddhism or uh, Bahia or uh, Islam, if that's because I, you know, if that's what I want to study, it's like, why would I talk to some, why would I ask you? And that's not your experience. Like, you're not really going to tell me, you're not telling me something from experience. You're telling me what you think, not what you know. You tell me what you heard. So Facebook has really been the way that I've, you know, achieved my own personal sense of freedom. When I did, when I said I wanted to backpack for a year, I found a Facebook a Facebook group full of other travelers who were already doing it. And these people were doing, I mean, I said, I wanted to backpack. These people was like <coughs> eating, still beating Cobra hearts, uh, getting snake massages. So they made my little stuff. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing none of that, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do this, you know? And you the same tell thing, me like that said, group. uh, bucket list beasts. Whoa. Okay. Bucket list. Beast. I'm going to check beast that group out. Plural. Yes, ma'am. The, um, the leader is, uh, Son, Sonjia, the lioness Mackie. That girl is off the chain. When I tell, I'm like, yeah, I, my stuff is real tame, but she's a freedom friend that, that, you know, some, like I said, I, everybody can't stand too close to me. I can't stand too close to her. You know, some of that, that's just fire, pure fire. And I just, you know, look from a distance on the stuff that I, you know, fr from, you know, from my lane. I'm I'm just watching like, okay, cool. That's hot. You know, she's a woman. She's like six feet tall. 
presence out of this world, but she does what she wants to do. You know, so I'm like, everybody got their levels. It's levels to this. <laughs> it's levels. And, you know, I, I inspire and motivate people with living out of backpack. Trust me, women like her inspire and motivate me, too, because I'm like, yo, yeah, let me keep my eye on you. So okay. as you go a little bit further, I can go a little bit further. And whoever's coming behind me, can we can all go a little bit further. Okay. I have to definitely check that out. That sounds quite interesting. I might be standing for my lane observing too. Let me tell you. And there's another group called Wandering Moms. As oh. well. And these are all moms who travel the world with their children. Single moms who are just oh. doing a damn thing. So, okay. I'm so, and this is, I'm a connector, right? So this is what I do. Whatever it is you're looking to do, I guarantee you there's somebody who's already done it. So let's talk about it. Let's find it. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Let's go. Tell me a little bit about maybe a couple of fears that you had when you drew the line in the sand and you said, look, I'm moving forward. I'm going in this direction. This is what I want to do. What were some of the fears that you had to let go of to step into this power and live the life that you want to? Um, well, I've always been afraid that I was going to die. Um, and I, I remember when I finished my master's degree, I don't know where this, I don't even know where this thought came from, but I always felt like I was going to die young. And I wasn't going to have enough time. And so, you know, I think that was like the biggest thing. Um, I finished my master's in 2010. Um, in 2007, I was in a car accident where I was hit by two semi-trucks and totaled my car. I didn't have any injuries. I didn't sustain a single injury. Um, but I think at that moment is when I realized you need to do what you've been called to do, period. Life is not, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Just keep moving. But you got stuff to do and you've got um, inspiration, motivation, encouragement to give. Um, so the fear of dying before I went to Belize, um, I was fear. I was afraid of going crazy. You know, I had a mentor who had planted some who's not an ex mentor now who had planted the seed that, you know, I was going to lose my mind if I went to Belize. And, you know, that I had signs and symbols of mental illness. Now, mind you, she's not, you know, a, a, a mental health practitioner, but this is, you know, kind of the seeds that she planted. So I was definitely afraid that, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my mind. And it was in a Facebook group that somebody said, you will and you will be OK. <laughs> good, good, good. You will so lose it. And you will come back anew. You, you won't be that person anymore. You will absolutely okay. lose it. And you're going to come back a brand new person. And I was like, okay, that sounds crazy as hell, but that make a little bit of sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, actually. You know, and then just so happened I ate this weed and lost my memory. Go figure. And when I came back, I remembered everything and why I was, why I was supposed to, why I'm here. Wow. So, okay. So for you hearing that, you know, and having this mentor that said this, it obviously had an effect on you. What was it for you that made you decide to go to Belize anyway? I had been hearing Belize since I was in massage school. I think that was the first time that I heard about it. There's a woman, um, I think she's from Illinois, who does a Belizean, a Mayan abdominal massage. And she left Illinois to go to um, Belize and hooked up with a, a, a Mayan shaman. And the sh uh, the shaman wouldn't teach anybody else, but she followed him and uh, basically just stalked him for, I don't know, some insane amount of time until he taught her everything he knew. And so she's the only um, person who understands how to do this Mayan abdominal massage that's for women and that help you to, um, how do you say help you like all of this stuff with the internal organs. I don't have all the details, but that was the first time I'd ever heard about Belize. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going there. And so, you know, it was maybe two or three years later that I actually went. Yeah, that was 2011. I wound up in Belize in 2013, 14, 14. I don't know, somewhere in there. 
Um, and so it kept coming up. I kept like these random things would happen. I met someone, I was going to Costa Rica, came back, told somebody about Costa Rica. He's like, oh, we've got people in Belize. Really? That's random. The next year when I had met this mentor, she was saying, oh, we're going to Belize. Really? That's random. Then when I get to Belize, I end up meeting the guy that that first guy was talking about. Really? That's random. Random. Because random doesn't really exist when we're talking about all things working together and the universe has, you know, all of this is all of this is like the master plan. This, you know, ultimate puppet master that's making sure that everything that happens is for our ultimate good. So I just kept hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. Okay. And there I was. And you were literally told what was going to happen. You were going to go to Belize and lose your mind. And that was okay. And you'd be come back. You'd come back a different person with answers. Yeah. Well, I was still afraid, but you know, it's like, feel the fear. I'm from, so, you know, from, I'm from the South side of Chicago, right? And we, <laughs> we have this saying that you're not going to punk me, you know? So it's really all about, so what that you afraid? And, you know, if you grew up in a, a household like mine and I, I'm, I didn't grow up fighting. Right. But a lot of people in my neighborhood did. And if your mother, if you ran home crying, your mother, no, you go back out there and you fight. So that's the kind of environment that I come from. That fear is not a reason, is not reason enough to not move forward. You know, and I actually, it's funny because I heard someone a few weeks ago, a few days ago, say that the only way to get rid of fear is to do what you're afraid of. There's no other way. And that resonated so much in my spirit because that's true. You're not going, you know, and when I was in Belize, there was an elder who gave me a picture of a woman. She's naked. She has two swords and she's looking at a mountain full of monsters. And the elder says that the woman has, she's naked because she don't need nothing else. She got two swords because those swords represent courage and integrity. And the monsters, if you notice, as she's facing them, the ones in the front are dying. And that represents that if once you face what you're afraid of, it disappears. But when you turn your back on those monsters is when they grow. Mm. So the fear doesn't go away. I expect to be afraid. As a matter of fact, if I'm not, I feel like when I, if I'm not afraid, then I'm not on the right path. So it's like, oh, fear, thank you. Yes, good. I now I know I'm doing what I'm meant to do, what I'm supposed to do. That's yeah, that's great. That's really great. And that the um the visual that you gave, the card that he showed you, you know, that that's a great visual too. Yeah, to, I to wish I had it. She gave it to me and it's in color. She made a copy and I'm like, yeah, this needs to be everywhere. Like this is amazing. Yeah. That's a great visual. I'm actually going to remember that and take that with me. Awesome. And, you know, fear is something that also a lot of we have and the clients have. And it is you know, to feel it, to face it, and to just go through it. We are actually hardwired. Um, flight or fright, you know, we're hardwired with fear. Fear is a kind of like the basic survival mechanism. There's real fear, you know, where, um, you know, you have an animal or somebody's trying to kill you. Right. And it that's how, you know, our body kind of like just reacts to that to save ourselves. But the mind can take things that aren't that real, mm -hmm. you know, and make them Yep. feel that way and trigger off the same hormones and the same stress, Absolutely. whatever in the body to make us feel like that. So it's yep. understanding. And as, as human beings, you know, we can actually decipher and say, okay, this is not something that's going to kill me. Right. You know, this is just this thing. Maybe it's writing a book or speaking in front of people. So let's just kind of put it in perspective. Let's yep. feel it. And let's just go through it anyway and get it done. Absolutely. And, you know, 99% of the time, maybe 90, let's say 90% of the time you do it, you'll survive. Yeah. And you realize <laughs> you know? it wasn't as bad as you thought. Yeah. You know? But it takes those breathing techniques. Sometimes it takes someone outside of yourself reminding you, hey, you got this. 
When I had my speaking engagement, it was only 10 minutes, but I was like deathly afraid and I had no clue what the hell I was going to say. But those mentors that I reached out to them and they were like, yo, you got this. Just be you. Yeah. You know, and you know, even when I was there on the front row and there was a young lady next to me, she's like, let's do a breathing exercise. Sometimes you just got to breathe because when we are afraid, we stop breathing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's really just taking a conscious <sighs> and blowing it out. Yeah, that's that's actually one of my big my big buzzwords in my life is um, breath. Yeah. Always remember your breath. We're all one mind body connection, you know, and once you get a hold of your breath, everything else falls into place. It's mm -hmm. pretty powerful. Yes, it is. Breath is life. It Literally. Is. Yes, it is. It's energy. Prana. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I have a question here. Okay. How do you handle people who try to block you from personal growth? Block me from personal growth. So I would need some more information, um, but just going off of what I can assume. So personal growth for me, I have, um, how do you say? I, when I was you know, in the church, I remember there being um, a sermon about you have to have a, a pit bull mentality about yourself when it comes to your vision and your dreams. And you know, the analogy was when a pit, a pit bull has locked jaw. And so when you, when a, when a pit bull gets a hold of you, oh, it's not letting go, right? And so sometimes um, people who try to block us, we need to stop looking at them. We need to get such a pit bull hold on what it is that we're doing and where we're going mm -hmm. and what we've been called to do that nothing else matters. There are going to be people, and sometimes we also have to acknowledge that sometimes people who we think are blocking us are really meant to make us get even stronger, a stronger wheel. So how do you deal with it? You can, you hold on tighter, even tighter to what it is that you know and what you've been called, what you know and what you think and what you feel you've been called to do in your life and with your life and stop looking at them. Instead, look toward where you're going instead of all of these people on the side of you. That's what I would say about them. Okay. So what message would you like to give to women out there about entrepreneurship and about personal development? Um, I think, let's see, that's a hefty message. Um, well, I think, you know, the title of my talk, Freedom you know, comes from entrepreneurship, in my opinion. You know, this idea, whatever freedom it is that you are looking to achieve, you can achieve it through entrepreneurship. But even more than that, freedom requires friends, faith, and fear. All three of those. So I think that's what I would say. Okay. So now, Natisha. What is your favorite app? My favorite app right now, Facebook. Facebook wins everything. I freaking love Facebook. It's my favorite place on earth. <laughs> okay. I'm a big Facebook person too. I'm a little moody with it, but I do enjoy Facebook. Yes, Evernote is a close second because it houses all of my thoughts. <laughs> okay. Okay. What what is your favorite um, essential oil? Patchouli. Patchouli. Why patchouli? It's spicy. Okay. It's calming. You can use it um, as a, a perfume. You can use it uh, for its aromatherapy benefits. You know, it kind of has that woodsy scent. Um, it reminds me of me. It's kind of everything that I like, wrapped up in one 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 fragrance. What is your favorite type of massage? 
hot stone, hands down. <laughs> I haven't had one of those. I have to try You've got to get one. <laughs> A certain someone who I'm sure will see the replay of this promised me one. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Pay up. <But> I have, <laughs> haven't had it yet. So I'll be looking forward to that. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Calla lily. No, sunflower. I love sunflower. a sunflower because it's like a ah, big head. It's just turned toward the sun. Okay. Yeah. And your favorite cheat meal? I don't believe in cheat meals. I like food. And I feel like if you're going to eat, it needs to be good food and don't feel guilty because the guilt is what brings on the additional weight and what makes you eat more. So if you're going to eat, eat good, high quality food. I don't, fat is a good thing. So eat good fat, eat butter, good butter. Don't eat fake anything. So okay. cheap. Okay. Let's see. Um, your favorite book, Celestine or the Prophecy. book that has inspired you the most? Celestine Prophecy. I read that. I was yeah. right before I went on my year-long journey. There was a woman I met while I was working on another book, um, writing a book, and she told me I needed to read it. And I'm like, "Lady, I'm reading two books. I'm writing a book. I can't read nothing." She's like, "No, you need to read this. You need to read this. You need to read this." And when I read it, I was like, oh, this is why. So, yeah, it definitely prepared me for the journey. Um, and, you know, kind of what was to come and even what's coming now. You know, this higher consciousness as we learn more, as we see more, as we do more, experience more. And, you know, just experience more with one another. So same prophecy is the bomb. I started reading that book, oh my good Lord, eons ago, but I did not finish it. Well, there's a movie so, on Amazon Prime. No, I'd rather read the book. The movie okay. doesn't capture everything. Never okay. captures everything in the book. And it's not a it's not a lengthy read. Mm -mm. So I told her if I could find it on only I told her the only reason I would read it, the only way I would read it is if I could find it online for free. And I did. And I could have couldn't put it down for like okay. two days. So he's got another one. I can't remember the name of the other one, but he's I have like both several. of them. He's actually got several books. Okay. So that might just be a message for me to pick up. Yes. So <laughs> I have, it is a tradition here at Lifestyle by Design for the guest to give three action steps that people can implement into their lives right away to start living their dreams. What are your three action steps? Three action steps to begin living your dreams. Number one, write them down. Number two, find a cheerleader, a freedom friend. They don't have to be right next to you. They don't have to even know you. Beyonce was one of my first ones. I don't know her. She don't even know I exist. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Find you a freedom friend, someone who inspires you. Um, number three, take action. Write it down. Find a friend. Take action. Doesn't even matter how big the action is. Just start moving in the direction. So that's what I would say. And since you are an herbalist and you are also a holistic business coach and you are a massage therapist, a licensed massage therapist now. Well, I'm certified. Can you give us nationally certified. Certified. I passed the national exam. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you give us three tips on self-care, like what we can do both men and women? to take care of our maybe body, mind, and spirit? Um, breathe deep. Cut the dead weight. And do something you love. So when you say cut the dead weight, 
What Whatever that means for you. Okay. If that's cousin Jojo who ain't doing nothing to help you push forward or achieve your goals, so be it. I think everybody knows who the what who and what the dead weight is in their lives. If it's those old clothes that you haven't worn in two years and you're still holding on to, get rid of them. Whatever the dead weight is, whatever that's holding you down, whatever you feel um, you need or uh, whatever you know is keeping you from moving forward, start unlacing those ties. It don't have to be a cutoff today, but start, you know, unlacing people, having those conversations. Begin the cutting. <laughs> start sharpening your knife. <laughs> okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. You're so welcome. Letitia, I really want to say thank you for spending your night here with us at Lifestyle by Design. I appreciate your time and your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. I learned some very interesting things about you. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I really value, you know, what you do and I honor you for not being afraid, for stepping up and stepping into the light and doing in your heart what you know you're meant to do. And that's empowering women and not just women, but, you know, your focus is mostly there. Anyone who crosses your path, I'm pretty sure. You are a star and you are living a lifestyle that you designed, you know, and living your dreams. Thank, Thank you. you. I honor you for that. Thank you. I feel like I should say namaste. Ah. Oh, namaste. The light in me sees the light in you. Yes. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> and I want that brings uh, into the show tonight. I want to thank everyone you know, who logged on. And I want to thank those of you who are viewing it now. You know, I hope you get tremendous value from this. And if you do, please leave a comment. Please share it with your friends. Share it with someone who you think needs to hear the wisdom in this journey, um, Natisha's journey. So leave a review, like it, share it, subscribe to my channels on YouTube, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. I am everywhere. So the experiences of everyone is yours and it will be everywhere for you to hear when you need it. So thank you all. This is the video podcast series, Lifestyle by Design. I'm your host, Margaret Wilshire. You can find me at margaretwilshire.com and you can send me an email there, margaret at margaretwilshire.com. See you soon. And remember to design a life that you love and live it. Have a great night.